When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With your hosts, Divya and Ravisha, two coffee-loving best friends who dive into weekly conversations on wellness, culture, and growing into your authentic self. As two healthcare professionals, children of immigrants, and humans always striving to learn more, they bring their unique complexities of their wellness journeys into this podcast space by sharing their stories and featuring other like-minded experts in the field. Always with a cup of coffee in hand, humor, and never-ending authenticity, Dive in with the two of them as they brew the kind of conversations that we don't have enough of, but that matter the most. Actually, had me feel really validated that it was validating that sensitivity is just a characteristic, like empathy, being a bit more emotionally sensitive or empathetic towards situations. That's a characteristic trait. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like we all have our own personality or characteristic traits. We don't shame people for other traits and personality traits but we shame people for some reason for being empathetic or sensitive even though it's just like not something we can change for me I've been innately sensitive from the time I was born and it's not something that I can change like I just look at the world through that view and I know you do as all right well here we are we're going to talk about something that we both have been called many times well I've been called it I don't know do you, do you get called sensitive a lot? You don't really, I guess, get called sensitive a lot, but I know you are kind of sensitive. <laughs> I do in certain situations, not in okay. all. I think for you, it's a little different because people call you sensitive in all situations. Yeah, like ev- like every since day. we were kids, I feel like you were just, you used to get that a lot. Yeah, I always got that I'm sensitive. I feel too deeply you're being dramatic. Just like that whole spiel. I know. But I know for you, just understanding how you process things emotionally that you do have like this sensitive side of you which also I'm gonna just like bluntly say now there's nothing wrong with being sensitive so we're saying the word (laughs) sensitive I want if you're having this reaction that that's a bad thing to try to like work to unlearn that because it's not a bad thing so it's not a bad thing but knowing you Ravisha I know that you have like this sensitive element to you when you're processing things emotionally but when I was starting to just talk about it I it was the first time I really thought about it and was thinking like oh you actually I don't think it called that I mean at least as much as I do yeah, I think for me too, I it's not with everyone I can be like sensitive with. I feel like I have to be yeah. like pretty comfortable with people. But yeah, I I would agree both of us do um again have quote unquote sensitive characteristics. And I think maybe like growing up it could have been seen as kind of like a bad thing, mm-hmm. like that you're not tough enough or you can't like you know, process things. But, you know, as, you know, we've grown up and we've done more work on ourselves or like done more research, we realize like being sensitive is actually not a bad thing at all. And that's what we wanted to talk about that, mm-hmm. talk about that today, because I'm sure other people have been called sensitive, you know, in certain situations. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can like feel, it can be, you can like it can come off as rude basically and we just wanted to kind of go over why like as a society like being sensitive is seen as like maybe being weak 
Yeah, and why we need to to be able to reframe that of how we view it in society that we have to be able to start saying the word sensitive without feeling bad. Like even when mm-hmm. I was saying that people call us sensitive, I was thinking, oh, but I ha- I, not in a bad way. When it's also just like it's not a bad thing. We all have sensitivities. We think about things differently, and it's not bad, but. It just reminds us that how formative words are and when people tell you a certain word from a young age, we can stick to it. And I know for some people that's, oh, you're so smart or you're so good at school or, you know, whatever we stick to. But I, I know definitely for me, it was sensitive, like this word of being sensitive, being um, open about my feelings or crying or just being open about that I don't think there's a single person I know who has not seen me cry honestly like when I'm thinking about it now I don't think there's anyone obviously other than really like I, I guess like I don't know my patience and stuff like that but just in general I feel my feelings in a way that's obviously like appropriate but if something's sad I cry or if something's happy I cry or if I'm mad I cry same here I feel like all everyone in my life, like especially in my circle, has seen me cry. Like it's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. And I will say I was kind of like shamed about it. Yeah. Like as an adult for a little bit. Like, cause I would be like that one friend that would cry like in any type of situation. But especially it, weddings. Rubisha cries at every single I, Even I, she like doesn't know. <laughs> No, I really do. I think like probably at every one of my friends' wedding, there's probably like a picture of me crying because I like literally feel all the feels and I don't think people like assume that of me. And so sometimes they are shocked when I am like crying in a corner at a wedding. Yeah. Why do you feel like people don't assume that about you? Because they think that probably will resonate with a lot of people that internally they feel really like sensitive or heightened toward things emotionally, but externally they feel like they can't show it because maybe people yeah. expect that. Yeah. And I, I think that's like a key difference between Divya and I is that like sometimes like I do try to ha- have more of like a tougher exterior and don't try to show my emotions as much. And I think it's just, that's just how I always been. But like, if I'm truly like feeling a certain emotion or like I'm in my feels, like it will come out like, it's yeah. not like I like I'm hiding it all the time, but I feel like there's like certain situations that it comes out more than others. Yeah. Yeah. And the more comfortable we get in certain surroundings, yeah. I think also the more comfortable we get with ex- like feeling our own feelings. And that can happen when you get older. And I know mm-hmm. that, you know, both of us have done a lot of work on our own, just like self growth, self healing through mm-hmm. therapy and our own reflection of our lives. But mm-hmm. I would say that, like the more that I started to feel um, comfortable with my own emotions and feel that my emotions are valid and emotions are part of life, I was more open to expressing them in a way that I wasn't in the past. So I think that for me was something when I was younger, I would express emotions and feel guilty about it that, oh, I'm so sensitive. I'm so dramatic. There's something wrong with me. But now when I express my emotions, I have I mean I still sometimes fall into the trap that oh I'm sensitive and something's wrong with me but I try to reframe it in the way that I have emotions and it's human and I've honestly seen that like when I've shown emotions to people it's deepened my relationship with them too because they have emotions and then they share it I totally agree I think too um for me when I was like younger it 
like sometimes it would be like so much pent up emotion and then it would all just come out at once yeah. and it would just be like so at the time like uh over like I feel so overwhelmed because like I would just like pent it all up inside and like not yeah. express how I'm feeling and I feel like as an adult I've done more of a better job of like not letting like that um pent up emotion like stay in myself like I try to just express how I'm feeling as I'm feeling it instead of like trying to push it away and it's it's not easy I will say like I think we talk about this a lot too that like feel like feeling your emotions sometimes can just cause you to feel lonely or you may not understand why you're feeling a certain way and so sometimes like it's yeah. like so hard to even like put into words how you're feeling but if you need a good cry, you need a good cry. Exactly. A good cry can seriously heal anything. Seriously. And it's I, I've experienced that from a young age, that a good cry, I just feel better after. And the more that I've learned about sensitivity, and I know it's just kind of going a bit more into maybe like the quote unquote science piece of it that we bring into our podcast, but that it actually had me feel really validated that it was validating that sensitivity is just a characteristic like empathy being a bit more emotionally sensitive or empathetic towards situations that's a characteristic trait and there's nothing wrong with that right like we all have our own personality or characteristic traits we don't shame people for other traits and personality traits but we shame people for some reason for being empathetic or sensitive even though it's just like not something we can change for me I've been innately sensitive from the time I was born and it's not something that I can change like I just look at the world through that view and I know you do as well but it's not something to feel bad about like I'm literally like nodding my head like a crazy I I, I really am seeing it and I feel like your head's about to fly off your because I'm like yes (laughs) Yeah, it's like not bad, right? We we praise people for certain characteristic traits. Mm -hmm. And why do we not do that for people being sensitive? You just make them feel so bad. And for so many years, I felt something was wrong with me. But now I'm just like, wow, that actually is a innate characteristic trait. It's it's not like learned. You don't learn sensitivity. It's just there. Yeah, I would agree. And I feel like for the longest time, like you and I would just not understand and understand why like having like empathetic qualities would would kind of characterize us as like not being strong people yeah yeah and not to like take away people that aren't empathetic like Divya said it's like something that's like kind of like you're born with almost it's mm-hmm. like kind of like that it's like wired into you and so we can't control how we are sometimes yeah. and I feel like for the longest time like being empathetic was just being could be seen as being dramatic Mm -hmm. being like again like that word sensitive you know there's so many words that would be used instead of like you know being empathetic and Mm -hmm. it's almost like we felt misunderstood in Mm -hmm. that way absolutely and when you say misunderstood and how we weren't able to I guess like for your perspective but I definitely feel like I mean I know we've talked about this so I resonate with what I know you're gonna say but what role do you feel that one gender played in it and two culture played in it? Oh, that's a good question. I think gender definitely played a huge role in it. Obviously, being a woman, um, it can be easily seen that, you know, we're way too emotional. Mm-hmm. We, you know, show all our emotions all the time. And then culturally, too, like being South Asian, 
we've have been told to like you know be tough let like you know be like my mom always told me this and i think i've mentioned this before but she's always like you're my strong kid Mm -hmm. and basically because i would just like hold everything in and not show her that i would you know would be feeling any kind of emotion and i would like now as an adult i'm like look i can't be that way anymore yeah (laughs) i can't hold it all in and so yeah i think both played a huge factor in it culturally and you know gender role wise as well Mm -hmm. because in some cultures and for us in our south asian culture it was just not normalized to have these sensitive qualities and i don't doubt that there were other people like the older generation who also had it because again it's a born trait Mm -hmm. but it probably was that they felt they had to suppress it. And in our, at least for me, it was really confusing because I saw some people around me being able to express that sensitivity. And so I would be like, okay, I can do that here. But then there are other environments that are telling me that I can't express it. And so it can be really confusing. And then you end up forming your own relationship with, you know, is is what I'm doing good? Is what I'm doing bad? Because for me, as long as I could remember, I feel that I just, I mean, I I felt so strongly. I always felt everything. And I, 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 any process of information always goes through my emotions, through my heart, and then like through my head. And I know yeah. for some people that's different, right? Like I, I always use Raj as an example because I guess like he's one of the people I interact with on a day-to-day basis, but he processes information first through his head and then it has to be intentional for it to go through like his heart and his emotions. Yeah. But for me, that's how I immediately, like in a blink of an eye, it's just like, I can't even stop it. It's just how I do it. And then thinking about it in this way more through my head is like that second nature. But we only for some reason praise people when they think with their head. But then what about all the people who their first nature is thinking through their heart? Like we're deemed as something's wrong with us. Yeah, we're almost deemed as like illogical. Yeah, which we're smart (laughs) AF, like even with having sensitivity and empathy, what the heck? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with like, like for example, Raj's way of thinking, like him being more logical and then our way of thinking of like our emotions being first. Mm -hmm. You know, like no no trait is either like good or bad. You know, they're both equally as good, but it's just like, I feel like sometimes other people can misunderstand you and then you feel like, you know, that trait of yours, which is like a strong quality to have, then it's like diminished. And so I think that's why we're trying to talk about that today because, you know, we know that sometimes, like Divya said, like those keywords that you have been told while growing up can really stick with you. Exactly. And then kind of shapes you as an adult. And then when you realize that like, you're not being true to yourself, it can be confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. You not like knowing really what to do about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you end up feeling confused about something that actually is one of your greatest ways of interpreting the world and like mm-hmm. your superpower, like for the both of us, our sensitivity and our empathy and for so many other people as well, that is something that is their superpower. And I know for me, it's something that really helps me deepen my relationships in ways that maybe for someone who doesn't have this inherent trait of emotional sensitivity, it might be a little harder to have to work through some of those things in relationships versus for us, we can be so in tune with whether it be a partner or friends or family in a way that 
you know, at times can sometimes be also not the greatest thing. It can be draining, but yeah. you know, that is a superpower. And I wish that people talked about that more. So that's what Ravish and I want to do in this space. So if you're somebody who resonates with that, that, you know, one starting to reframe that, because if you actually think your sensitivity or empathy is a bad thing, you're going to see that in every situation and you're going to shame yourself, like who, let alone other people shaming you, you're going to shame yourself first. So you have to first feel that this is actually something that is a powerful trait. This is my superpower and start to to be appreciative of your sensitivity. Because I would say for me that definitely once I started to feel appreciative for it, then I started to be able to hold it in a way that was more like more productive overall. I would agree. Like once I started to embrace that part of me more, Mm. I felt more ease with myself and like more comfortable. And I think it was because... I just didn't care anymore. Like I used to really, and I I mean, I still kind of do, like, I won't lie. Like I do care about people's opinions about me. I feel that's never going to go away, but it's not as strong as much as it used to be. It used to be. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes like, you know, you would walk into a room full of strangers or like maybe some, some people, you know, and like, I would use, I used to think like, oh no, what are people thinking about me? But like now Mm -hmm. that like feeling I don't have any more because I'm a lot more comfortable within myself and like, no, like I have like good, strong qualities that I like yeah. present, you know? Yeah. And you feel more confident because I really do feel that the flip side of when we're feeling insecure about something is, you know, it's just like very, it's just plain and simple. is starting to feel confident about it because if we, we, a lot of the time I even like in, I've said this in my therapy, but I've also heard this on the other end is like, I just shouldn't be this way. I need to stop mm-hmm. being this way. I need to stop being anxious. I need to stop being sensitive. I need to stop being whatever. And it's like, you're not going to stop ha- doing that if you're so mad at yourself for being that way. Like the only way that we can actually stop having such a hard relationship with it is for us to start accepting it. And so I think that one accepting your own sensitivity by knowing that what it's okay but then also it's a big role in like society I hope that we can talk about it differently and I hope that this episode can be a way that someone can if they think of someone who's more emotionally sensitive that they can talk to them about it in a different way I agree and if you especially if like you're listening and you maybe want to be like more aware of like other people how other people are and like how to talk to them like I feel like this is like a good place to start um because the last thing you ever want to do is make someone feel uncomfortable and especially if like Um. if you because everyone is different and sometimes like things can be said that can make another person feel upset by it but they might not be able to tell you that and it's maybe Mm -hmm. just because like you know words were framed wrong or there just wasn't like the right way to phrase things so like we're just trying to reframe that mindset a little bit and how you can talk about it because if you are if if you feel that sensitivity is a bad thing and then you have like a friend or family member who is actually sensitive in ways then they're not going to feel comfortable with it so there's this graphic that Ravisha and I had found that we will post um and you also on our instagram and credit who had done who had um made it and it is by dr lalita lalita i feel so bad i believe i I believe it's lalita Lalita, right that's what i thought okay it's spelled doctor obviously (laughs) dot l a 
L-I-T-A-A. And so there are two sides of being sensitive. So they write about the two sides and put bullet points for each. So I'm going to read the side that's what I thought sensitivity is. And then Ravisha, you can read the side of what sensitivity actually is. And we can maybe chat about it because I found this to be super insightful. Yeah, this is great. So this felt really on point because this is what growing up people I had internalized that this is what sensitivity was. When people called me sensitive, I thought it was these adjective so it is what I thought being sensitive was and it's dramatic anxious irrational difficult too much weak or emotional and that just oh my god even saying that just feels hit I've I've been called each of these so many times like I can even think about being called this in the last month by people it's just like you know it's crazy but and I hate that for you though that it's like so upsetting that like people will say that because you're it's so much more deeper than that it's not like any of these adjectives and especially like that first one dramatic oh it's also the word dramatic is so rooted in the patriarchy which i could go on another rant about that this is not this is not the episode before maybe we'll do a part two but it's (laughs) so angry like why do we have to be the mad woman or the one who can't you know it was oh my gosh I need that Taylor Swift quote. It was one that was like when a man, when a man has something to say, um, he's like whatever. Um, yeah. Oh man, she's Taylor Swift. Look it up. But it was like when a woman has something to say, it's dramatic. But the the, op- the adjective for the man was that it was like yeah. empowering or something. But then a woman, you know, even think about with sensitive guys. Like when a guy is being emotionally aware, we praise them. We're like, oh my god, like wow, what a great guy. Even if we see, let's say, dads like taking care of their children, we're like, oh my God, they're such a good dad. But then when a mom is doing like the same thing, it's like them being sensitive and in tune, it's not praised. Yeah. The gender roles, honestly, sometimes it like baffles me. That's <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you put two women on a podcast. But okay, so Ravisha then say what sensitivity actually is. Okay, yeah. So what sensitive sensitivity actually is is passionate intuitive, responsive, empathetic, understanding, observant, and attuned. Yes. So like when you like these adjectives are basically like, you know, how I would describe both of us, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And the more I've been thinking about it also, when people say the ones, the adjectives that I had said, like the dramatic, anxious, irrational, too much, et cetera, that has more to say about their own comfort with emotions than mm-hmm. me right like and that's yeah. something that helped me understand that that when someone says that to me I don't even internalize that as much of who I am my reaction to it is that like oh wow that person has some work to do in their own comfort with emotions because that is what is coming out like the emotional immaturity on that level and that's not something that I can change I can never unless they do their own work around feeling comfortable with emotions they're going to keep thinking that someone who shows emotions is dramatic or rational or whatever because that's uncomfortable for them so like that is about them having to do their own work not for us to feel crappy about ourselves yeah I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes we get so in our head Mm -hmm. about you know what again, it's like what people say to you. And so if you're not like as confident with who you are and someone does call you dramatic, it can be like very hurtful to you. But as Divya said, you know, she's built her confidence, like knows who she is and is strong. So when someone is calling her dramatic, she knows that like, 
you know what, that's their problem that mm-hmm. they think this way, not on my them. issue. Exactly. On them, not my issue. And I hope that that's something that listening to this episode, you can have a bit more to think about that. Either if you are someone who has used adjectives like dramatic, anxious, too much, emotional, weak, this isn't an episode to shame you on it, but to just educate that there can be other ways that we look at what being sensitive is and also having compassion that, again, sensitivity is something that people are inherently born with. So shaming something for someone, shaming someone for something that they just cannot change about themselves is not, it's just honestly like not nice. It's not productive. It's just so crappy. It is. And, you know, you're just going around in circles about like, you know, about like trying yeah. to like make someone different than who they are. When they just can't do that. There's exactly. one like that. Um, so I think like we can kind of share now, like maybe some tips mm-hmm. um, for people that are, you know, considered like sensitive. Any sensitive Sally's here. <laughs> you know, some like strategies that can help you like kind of feel better about who you are. And, you yeah. know, if you feel like, you know, you're have you're struggling with, being yourself because you know you have been shamed about it or Mm -hmm. you don't feel as confident we have some tips some strategies talk about some strategies so i would say the first one that i can think of is again like what i had just shared is my own introspection about sensitivity and empathy so like that self-awareness so by just like recognizing that it's a good thing. It's a good trait for me to be sensitive. It's a good trait for me to be aware. And it can deepen my relationships. It can deepen my connection to people. And it's not something that's bad. Because if I'm looking at it, that's something a bad thing about me, then everywhere I express sensitivity, I'm going to feel bad about it. So starting to just reflect on my own about what sensitivity is, what it means, and like starting from within, I would say that that for like me was at least, if I had to look back and think what if I'm making just like a foundational step of what it looked like it would have started with that I don't know what for you it would have started with or if you find that to be the same I actually would find it to be the same yeah um because I think you can't control other people but you can sometimes control like what's going on with your mind a little bit and Mm -hmm. if you know like just being aware of how you are and what is best for you I think that's like a good place to start yeah, exactly. What would you say would be another tip that for at least you has been helpful? Um, yeah, I think the another tip would be like setting boundaries. So if you feel like with certain people in your life, certain relationships that you have, and you feel constantly brought down by someone because like, they're coming at you like being like calling you dramatic, things mm-hmm. like that. And you know, you've had a couple conversations where like, that makes me uncomfortable when you say that or like you've talked about it and they still have not reciprocated that they're trying to not make you feel that way. Sometimes you do have to set a boundary with said person and you don't maybe limit the amount of interaction you have or unfortunately distance yourself with that person. Again, like you never want to make yourself like be constantly in a situation where someone is bringing you down and after multiple attempts of trying to have someone understand your perspective and understand where you're coming from and they're just not getting it sometimes you have to like draw a line at that point yeah Um, and not expect something else from them exactly and it's tough it's like this is like i would say this is one of the tougher ones to kind of follow through with but you have to think about yourself and if someone is like bringing down 
a, a bit that or like a part of you that is like you know I don't know like shaming you about it I just don't think that person is worth yeah yeah and me. reflecting like because they're not even seeing you as you at that point because it's yeah exactly quality about you mm-hmm. and it it can be tough to like set that boundary but like you just have to evaluate how important that relationship is yeah you. yeah or like also communicating because they also commute i mean communicating you can set a conversational boundary around i'm not talking about this almost like if you are going to say i'm sensitive or emotional or too much i am not going to share my emotions with you anymore i'm not going to share my day-to-day and like letting them know that those words have consequences because the way that again the way that we talk about things in words just matters so much i think like through my own reflection i've just really I, i i already know how much words matter but just when we rip back all the layers of these words that we've internalized from such young ages in our adult life like so much of our adult life is learned is unlearning things <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> which is exactly so much of this like how you see yourself and for so long I would see myself as as you know it's a bad thing but now working to set boundaries like what exactly you said is so good it's even like for me like I've I've really filtered out some information I share with people who in the past have shame me for having sensitivity or empathy so you know just like filtering that because it's not it's not worth it for you to just keep feeling bad about yourself and sometimes it's even though it's really painful to think about it's like beating a dead horse yeah you're right and I was just thinking this too like sometimes like you remember so clearly when someone has said something to you mm-hmm. and they might not even remember that they said that to no, you. No, it's not even on their mind like yeah. they, don't, they don't recognize it but for you it impacted you so greatly that that's all you can think about sometimes yeah. that yeah. like that moment that's all that's in your head and that's it's crazy how like for some for someone else that they for them it's like that moment didn't even happen exactly and so having to communicate that i guess is that bottom line yeah that's the next thing i'll think of, i just thought of is really like communicating how you feel that it really you know that can be hard to do when someone's already calling you sensitive is being like oh i feel this xyz but even like providing psychoeducation that just some people have different inherent traits and or you know for some it's sensitivity emotional sensitivity for others it's thinking a bit more with logic but just educating people that everyone is different because i think that can also have you have more empathy for one another because you just know that each other is wired different so communicating that to them like communicating that message and how can i better understand you based on how you process information how can you better understand me based on how i process information so just like communicating with each other that one way is not the like quote-unquote right way and finding something that is actually a way you can communicate that connects to both of you because like shaming one another for thinking or feeling a certain way is not is so disconnecting I know and sometimes it will take multiple attempts like it's it's something that won't happen like overnight or with one conversation yeah especially when you're trying to explain like your perspective and then understanding someone else's perspective you know it takes time like we're all wired differently. We're not the same. Yeah. So if we want to like get through to someone and someone wants to get through to us, like it takes some time. And so like patience is a key too. Like absolutely, you can't um, expect resolve right away. Really? It takes no. like I will say like sometimes it, it depends on the situation, but you know like months, weeks, years. Like you never know how long it's going to take. So yeah. just having yeah. patience about it is important as yeah. well. 
Yeah. And taking care of yourself in that process, like setting boundaries, having patience is a way that you are trying to improve yourself and the way that you respond to situations, but also to like engage in spaces and activities and situations that do support and welcome and encourage that sensitivity and doing things that like rejuvenate you, like whether it be things like journaling or meditating where you can touch base with some of your feelings and thoughts Mm -hmm. in a way that maybe you aren't able to in other environments or pursuing any creative outlets, just like anything that gives you the flexibility to express your emotions. If you don't feel that you can do that in other spaces. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think like this is like a good starting point for anyone that's like feeling kind of stuck about, you know, this thing, not like feeling confident in who they are and like knowing that they are like called sensitive and trying to like work through that, like what that means for them. I think everyone like, I think when you're being like, I'm trying to frame this in the way where it's like when you're being like told that you're sensitive or you're dramatic, it sometimes it can be so hard to like get out of that hole and like really appreciate who you are as a person because when you're Mm -hmm. told that it's like so negative and it really like brings you down absolutely and it it feels so it just feels like you're not a big part of you can't be seen like I know for me that I felt that that okay this is something that is such a bad thing but it's also such a big part of me then like what's what's the point like what can I do what can I be yeah and you feel like you have to like hide your true self yeah yeah and so even if this is an episode that validates how you're feeling or it has, if you're somebody who you think a little bit more logically, again, that's nothing wrong with you. You're just inherently someone who thinks more logically. Maybe this can be a way for you to reframe how you think about those who you've engaged with who have more of the like sensitive traits or they think more with the emotional part of their mind. And it can give you more empathy and also just understanding on how you can communicate with them. Exactly. Wow. I wish some people listened to these episodes for, or like I listened to it when I was, you know, I don't even know a long time ago, but you know, better late than never. (laughs) (laughs) At least we're doing it. At least we're doing it. We're on the right track now. So that's all that matters. Well, it's like crazy too, that like as adults, like you, like you said, have to like reframe so, so much stuff that like was from your childhood is like so different to now and so you don't even realize that sometimes that like you're doing the work but like it's just it's happening slowly it's happening slowly but it's still happening exactly yeah Yeah. all right well we'll talk to you next week i guess like this episode's gonna be when i'm gone already so i'm gonna be Oh my gosh. Why don't you tell our listeners where you're going? (laughs) CB friends, I am going to be having a European summer. (laughs) Maybe um, I'm going to London and around Italy. So I'm so excited. But yeah, this episode will be dropping when I'm there. Um, So yeah, Ravisha was first in Japan. Now I'm in Europe. So look at us. Look at us. I'm proud of us. Look at, I mean, we really have been trying to do more of what brings us joy and makes us happy. So I'm really proud of us for doing that. So again, for you, whatever that looks like, whether it be take a day off of work, go on a walk after work, travel, get on a plane. I don't know what it is, but just encouraging you to do it. Yeah. It's summertime, you know, like things get hectic, schedules are busy, but always remember to take some time for yourselves and like your, and your needs. Exactly. On that note, 
my needs is that I'm going to go and eat dinner. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Conversations Brewing. We hope you take some moments to reflect on our episode with some coffee in hand. New episodes of Conversations Brewing come out on Tuesdays. We'd love to hear from you about what resonated with you and what you want to hear more about. So let us know on Instagram at our account at Conversations Brewing. If this episode was helpful, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast and continue to tune in weekly. We so appreciate your support and we'll brew some conversations with you next week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.